0: The medical landscape in central Brooklyn is poised for a shakeup based on Governor Kathy Hochul's plan to overhaul the only state-run medical hospital in New York City. As a result of recurring deficits and deteriorating facilities, SUNY's Downstate Medical Center has become a major point of discussion in this year's budget negotiations, with the governor proposing to move some medical services to an adjacent hospital while also investing hundreds of millions of dollars into the existing site, which would include building a new outpatient facility. The responses from Democratic state lawmakers have ranged from outright opposition to engaging with the governor on the best way to secure funding for the area. For more on this evolving story, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room studio by Caitlin Cordero, an education reporter at the Capitol for Politico, New York, who has been following this issue. Welcome back to the show, Caitlin, and thanks for making the time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So for listeners who uh, aren't in the medical field or live in the central Brooklyn area, can you describe what the SUNY Downstate Medical Center means in terms of its role as an education institution and uh, a medical provider?
1: Sure. So, SUNY Downstate has emergency services, inpatient services, but it is also serves as it's a Brooklyn Teaching Hospital. So, it serves the SUNY University that produces the highest number of doctors and medical professionals of color. So, that is kind of the biggest aspect here is that there is concern that this is the hospital that is training doctors of color, nurses of color, and also provides a lot of resources for that community.
0: Well, when it comes then to the plan advanced by the governor and by extension, SUNY Chancellor John King, what would it mean in terms of shaking up the status quo, either for the education side of things or the medical services side of things?
1: The argument from SUNY is that they're looking to get rid of the central building for the hospital, and they're looking to move across the street to a Wings in Kings County, and it would be a wing exclusively dedicated to SUNY Downstate. And what they have been saying is that they have this university that is a pillar for putting out so many medical professionals, and they want to make sure that the deficits from the hospital are not going to hurt the program for the university. So for the hospital, it's faced a $100 million annual deficits every year that the state has had to cover year after year. And part of that is due to a building that's falling apart. So The goal is to move across the street and then also to use the $300 million transformation fund to create a health disparities institute, urgent care, outpatient services, and then some student and academic services for the university.
0: We oh, you mentioned the facility and the physical infrastructure situation there. We spoke with SUNY Chancellor John King back in January, and he framed that part of the conversation as a dire one, arguing that the building in the hospital system is at risk of catastrophic failure. Is the picture he paints an accurate one in terms of the physical disrepair, or is there pushback in terms of the situation and what is possible on that site?
1: Yeah, there is pushback. You have the Union United University Professions, which has been saying that the hospital is not as in dire need as they're saying, and that... That they should be able to find a plan that does not result in layoffs. UUP stands to lose 20% of its members that are working out of downstate. So they are up in arms. And then there's also discussions over the capacity that the hospital has, whether the amount of beds that SUNY says that it has is true. There's so many different angles and so many different opinions on it. You know, you have SUNY saying that the building is in dire need. You have UUP saying that It's not as in dire need, but something needs to be done. So there's lots of different opinions out there on it.
0: And in terms of the capacity at the facility right now, the state maintains that the hospital is equipped for about 340 beds, but only 150 beds are used on average, according to some reporting I've read in Politico, New York. When we think about the landscape then of medical services available broadly speaking to the central Brooklyn community, What's the argument against closing this facility and shipping some of its services over uh, across the street to uh, another hospital? Is there an argument being made that they need all these services and beds to stay online?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of arguments that there's certain services that are missing in the community. So the number of beds is definitely something that's being disputed, whether there is that amount of beds or not, whether the numbers that SUNY are putting out are correct, UUP's numbers are correct. There's lots of discrepancies over what the actual capacity is. And then in terms of the services, you know, we had lawmakers come here talking about maternal care for the community and how. There is a high mortality rate for um, women of color when giving birth, and that's a major concern. And they would like to see uh, kind of downstate lead the, lead the front on that. So there are certain services from downstate that are key to the community that they are f- pushing back because they want to make sure that they're protected. Because right now the SUNY plan does not outline exactly what is going to be in the next iteration of downstate.
0: Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about the future of SUNY's Downstate Medical Center, which is the subject of a potential overhaul in the governor's budget. And our guest is Caitlin Cordero, the education reporter at the Capitol for Politico, New York. So in the coarsest terms, it seems like the governor's plan is to cut off, say, a a rotten limb and try to restore the parts of the body that are working What is the alternative to that? Do the lawmakers from the area or the union representing the SUNY faculty and staff have an alternative that they are advancing? Do they feel like with the right investment, the status quo can be preserved in some way?
1: So there is talk about potentially fixing the building as is, but that would cost, I believe SUNY is saying um, almost $3 billion to fix that building or to create a new building. There hasn't been a serious alternative to, to come out yet. A lot of the lawmakers have been saying that they would like to see more transparency and a longer community engagement process, which has been one of the major criticisms is that SUNY has not, they started to roll out this plan without including the community, without including the Brooklyn delegation or lawmakers that represent that area where the hospital is.
0: Or even the state health commissioner, apparently. Yes. (laughs) So when we think about the deficit issue that has been a recurring problem for SUNY Downstate Is there any expectation that that is going to miraculously go away? Will it just be transferred to the hospitals that are taking on these patients who are often uh, on Medicaid and therefore are very expensive to treat and you're not getting reimbursed at, at the levels of cost?
1: Well that that is part of the argument from SUNY is that even if you invest billions of dollars to create a new hospital that looks similar to what is at Downstate, a majority of the patient base is on Medicaid. So that is part of the reason why they're facing these deficits. So if you don't make changes to the model, they're gonna continue to see deficits and continue to need the state to bail them out.
0: Well, The state has talked about a $300 million investment in quote-unquote transformation. Are they looking to spend additional dollars on the deficit that accompanies these patients?
1: The 30-day amendments from Governor Hochul uh, laid out uh, the $300 million transformation fund, and she also put a $100 million operating aid increase for downstate, so that would cover the deficits for another year, and she has... SUNY has said that she's committed to uh, providing another $100 million for the following year. So it would be two years while they're doing their transformation. But beyond that, they say that they're looking to create a model that is sustainable. And a lot of the focus is on outpatient services, urgent care, services that wouldn't require as much as having emergency services or inpatient care, because that's where the bill starts to go up.
0: So the governor's plan would clearly shake up where and who is providing certain medical services. But on the education side of things, is there an expectation that this transformation investment from the the governor as it's being billed by her administration would be ultimately beneficial for the education side of things as we try to prepare the next generation of doctors?
1: So that is the concern, is that this is a teaching hospital. So this is supposed to be for medical professionals to go from the university and they teach. And oftentimes those um, professionals stay in New York. They do have a very high retention rate for those doctors that come out of downstate staying in the area. So that is kind of one of the concerns is that they won't have a medical center, To learn out of and to work out of. But SUNY is saying that they still will have, you know, the opportunity to work out of Kings County, out of the downstate wing there, and then in the health disparities unit and urgent care and the other resources that they're going to create.
0: So as you've reported, there have been concerns raised from Democratic lawmakers in the area, as well as the heads of the higher education committees in both houses. What about the legislative leaders? Have Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty or Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins weighed in on this issue publicly? Because at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones in the room with the governor negotiating some of this high-level stuff, like the future of SUNY downstate.
1: We have not heard from the legislative leaders yet, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that there is not a consensus yet on the path forward with the Brooklyn delegation. Um, So I know that I've spoke with Assemblymember Pat Fahey and then also Senator Stavisky, who are chairs of the higher education committees, and they both said that they're looking at the Brooklyn delegation to kind of pave the way for them and, give them guidance on what they would like to see in their community, but there is still a bit of, um, you know, there's still kind of a disconnect with what the Brooklyn delegation wants as a, as a unit. They haven't reached a consensus yet.
0: Yeah, you've reported that someone like State Senator Zellner Myrie is out front and outspoken against the SUNY plan, while other lawmakers like State Senator Kevin Parker and Assemblymember Brian Cunningham seem to be more accepting of the fact that this plan is going to be adopted in one way, shape, or form, and it's a question of making sure that it's adopted in the best possible way. Is that a fair description of the two sort of camps?
1: Yes. I think the the biggest concern is that the governor is willing to allocate this money to the hospital, and they want to make sure that they don't lose that money in the budget process if they push back. So that's $300 million If they push it down the line or kick it down the road, they're nervous that down the road they might not have that type of commitment to downstate. Um, But all of them have said that they would like to see the community have a bigger part of the process.
0: Well, finally, if the governor is successful in getting some version of her plan into the final budget, what is the timeline for moving forward uh, on this transformation effort?
1: Yeah, so the timeline is... um, it's over the course of the next two years is what they're looking at because suny is saying that the building is in dire need um and any sort of they've experienced flooding they have hvac issues so they say they need to move on it as quickly as possible which is the reason why they've rolled out this plan so quickly
0: well we've been speaking with caitlin cordero she is an education reporter at the capitol for politico new york caitlin thanks for visiting the studio
1: thanks for having me